We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this week's edition of 21 Questions, Maddie and I pick the weak spots on the Chiefs roster after the initial 53, plus way, way more of your questions brought to you by McAdoodles. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of 21 Questions brought to you by our good pals at McAdoodles. Y'all have been hearing me talk about McAdoodles for a year and a half now on this very network and how we needed to bring one to Kansas City. And then we found out that one was coming to Kansas City. And now I am very happy to announce that Kansas City location. We're looking at the first week of October for an opening in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Keep an eye on that location. We will. It'll be open when I come to town. Oh, man. Maddie, I'll tell you what. If it's open when you come to town around that October 14th, 15th area, um, we're spending an entire day in McAdoodles just at the tasting room. So Listen, everybody else is going to be golfing. Oh, we're just going to McAdoodles. We're just going to McAdoodles. Yes. But if it's not open, maybe we drive over to Jefferson City, who is also opening a McAdoodles at the end of this month, end of September here. They are opening one up as well. It is a big month for McAdoodles, and we are so excited to have them on board. I'm so excited to get more McAdoodles around here. And I am so t- excited to talk to my good pal, Matthew Maddie Lane, my friend. How are you? How's everything going? Are you as excited about McAdoodles as I am? <laughs> I am now. Like, here's the thing. I it's hard for me to get a trip to McAdoodles because I'm already, you know, flying halfway across the country. Then I gotta have had to go drive somewhere, like a long ways, you know, to get there. But the fact that this is gonna be open when I am coming back. Hopefully, when I'm coming back in there in the earlier middle part of October, it'll be open. It'll be right around the corner for me. I could not be more excited to shoot over to McAdoodles when it is there. And I'm happy to be sitting here with you, buddy. I like to do 21 questions. It's fun to answer the questions. It's nice to get to do it with your beautiful face. And if you, if anybody watching the video sees me look off screen, I'm watching college football because it is like the actual legitimate kickoff of week one of college football at the night when we are you know, recording this. 
we're watching Luther Burden do some crazy stuff. I and mean, they can't throw the football to him, but we're watching him do some crazy stuff once he gets the ball. Penn State's doing Penn State things. Like it's it's been a fun little day of football here. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of multitasking right now. Maddie Maddie wasn't a complete sicko in week zero of the in a, of the college football season. <laughs> maybe, maybe you watched but, I watched a lot of football. Yeah, yeah but no, no, it, it's great to have that. And that means we're on the brink of NFL football, which means that we have a lot more football questions for 21 questions. These come from the KCSN Discord. If you are not a subscriber to KCSN, it is $30 a year or $5 a month. We are going to be doing daily breakdowns for you. There's going to be all kinds of content, and you can get into Discord, ask questions for 21 questions. But before we get into that, the wait is over. You can now bet on sports in the great state of Kansas. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on the same game parlays. I can't wait. Spreads, money lines, and more. Anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State to celebrate, DraftKings is giving new, new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on every on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night is almost here. If you want more action for opening night kickoff, everyone can experience the thrill of, of the early win promotion. You get up seven and you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. There are all kinds of ways to win money with DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That is code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help with your best bet? Call 1-800-522-4700. 21 years and older, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility re restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token up issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of the Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Whew. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully everyone listening has already placed their bets on Luther Burden's over for his touchdowns on the year. His buddies already got two. In the open day, he's got two, and they still can't throw him the football. Oh. So, I mean, listen. He's so good. Under under receiving yards, over touchdowns for Luther Burden on the oh, year. That man. is my betting advice for this show. Get it in right now. Lock that in. Let's get it started here. Matt K asks, which game will Patrick Mahomes Count to the number eight on his fingers, Matthew. <laughs> number eight in the NFL top 100. Last oh, time God. this happened, I would have to see everybody ahead of him, right? Like, I would have to see who, like, they like, I like who is all in front of me. I didn't really pay Tom Brady's ahead of him. Yeah, he plays the Buccaneers, right? We play the Buccaneers this year, yeah. I think. So. Yeah, they do. So, that that's obviously an option. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that I guess that's the lead candidate. Yeah, Tom Brady did finish number one. I don't, I don't know if he would do it to Tom, though. I feel eh. like there's probably like a handful of guys he wouldn't do it to. And Tom might be one of them. Not that he's scared or anything, just like out of a mutual respect kind of thing. It's like, I would, I don't know. One of those random defensive players that they put ahead of him for no reason. You think he'd do it to or, Aaron Donald? 
Or do you think Aaron Donald might rip off like Andrew Riley's helmet and beat Patrick is over it, the head with it? Is Aaron Donald going to be allowed on a football field then? I don't know, man. I, I Cooper mean, they Cup's ahead of him. Cooper Cup's, I'm pretty sure, ahead yeah, of him. True. So the Rams, the Rams could be an option. I'd, I'd be pretty slighted if Cooper Cup was ahead of me in a top 100 thing. Like, good receiver. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe there. All right. Jacob M., would you want to see the Kansas City Chiefs in hard knocks one year? Or is it too big of a distraction? Man, it, it's it's tough. I, I don't know that I'd want to see them in the in-season one. And that seems to be the one that they typically pick teams that are good. <laughs> and, and that's the one that I don't think that I'd want to see them in. The, the kind of week-to-week stuff. I, I mean, the Chiefs do a pretty good job with the franchise of keeping the things close to the vest that they want to keep close to the vest. And I just don't need any of that extra stuff during the season that's going to be floating around there. During training camp? Sure. Why not? Like, I mean, Andy Reid's training camps are fun. Like, that's a fun time. I like getting to know those guys. I mean, not that the franchise doesn't do a good job as well, but like some of that unfiltered, uncensored stuff could be fun. I'd certainly be on board. I don't think it would be too big of a distraction. I I don't need to see it, but I mean, it would be fine. I don't, I I don't think it'd be too big of a distraction, but I can tell you what, if Andy Reid has any say, it ain't happening. If it's up to Andy, it is not happening. Yeah, no, absolutely not. All right, Julian K. Karloftis, Stan. First of a couple food questions in here. Not a question, but power rank the national pizza chains. And he suggested, you know, Dama, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Little Caesars, Cece. This is tough for me because oh, wow. I, I don't I don't eat a lot of chain pizza. Uh, so, okay. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. I might have to lay this one at your feet, Maddie. I, I don't know how oh, much I- you do as well. I mean, I can do this. Um, so okay. here's the thing, right? CC's in, I, I guess CC's uh, Pizza Street for those local to like the Kansas City area, no Pizza Street. Um, CC's is number two, right? They're a hard two because a pizza buffet, like, right? You can't go around the pizza buffet. I don't care if the pizza's not good. It's a pizza buffet. Multiple options all ready for you. You can go see how many pieces of pizza you can throw down. So it's clearly number two. Little Caesars is last. What I don't know how many we're ranking. Little Caesars is last. The only, I can not take that back. Second to last. Emo's or any version of Provel cheese is dead last by so gosh darn far that it's not even on the same ranking system. Um, Pizza Hut, barely above Caesars. Domino's, slightly above Pizza Hut. Papa John's is number one for one reason, one reason only. The garlic dipping sauce that comes with it. Just the garlic dipping because I don't care about your pizza. Your pizza's not that good, but you give me that garlic dipping sauce, I would eat a shoe. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I know what we're doing after Macadoodles. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kay Gumminger, our pal. Congratulations, Christian. Uh, you know, not only for joining KCSN, but also on the upcoming baby. Baby number two. Ooh, Congratulations, buddy. Congrats, buddy. Yeah. So who's inactive on game day? He asks. Man, that's a, that's a tough question because I think some of the guys that we thought were, you know, sort of bottom of the roster guys are on the practice squad right now like you could have convinced me that elijah lee might be an inactive in some scenarios where they had other guys that they wanted to call up for teams so it it's a tough one for me i i I was very confident in my darius harris is going to be on the active roster all season long and then they kind of did the 53 and now i'm like well maybe darius isn't gonna be on the active rod i don't know um i think a tight end i think an offensive lineman or two um, I think we're going to see a running back inactive every week. 
I, I, I do. I don't think that they're going to, and I think it'll rotate. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I think that they're going to play mm-hmm. situational football with that. We'll get into that with another question coming up here. But Maddie, any suggestions on your end? I, I don't have any off the top of my head. I mean, like, I think all the wide receivers are going to be active. I think so. so. Like, that's a weird position that usually you would find somebody. Is Josh, are they going to be deciding between Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson to be inactive every week? You oh. kind of feel like one of them has to be inactive, right? Probably. 10 active DBs is a lot. I don't think you're going to take out Cook or Bush due to their special teams value and their one injury removed from having to be there. So once Fitton is back, Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson might be inactive. And I don't like that. You can inactive Kane, Kane, Doe, and Herring. Both of them can be inactive. I don't think it matters. You're definitely getting at least one on the defensive line. You might get a couple. Right. Depending on Right. So like, those are some options. Um, I am more interested to see if it stays stable or not. Like, is it Mm -hmm. a week to week thing? Is it going to stay stable? And just like how all that plays out. I, this kind of leans into this next question from, from Grayson here. How many games is Ronald Jones active for? And I actually said this the other day on uh, Jason Anderson show and Josh Briscoe on 810. I think we're going to see some swapping of these guys depending on what it is. And I, I realized that I'm banking on something that I'd hope they do last year and they didn't, but let's say you're playing against a defensive line that's maybe a little lighter or something like that that's not you know able to move as well whatever the case may be you're going to see a lots of different types of defensive line i think certain running backs are going to come in based on the type of stuff that they're going to call in that game this is going to be more of a gap or power game maybe you have a little more rojo if there's going to be more outside zone maybe you have a little more rojo if it's going to be more inside zone duo maybe you get pacheco active and you have him and you know you you're going to lean on Clyde a lot more on the early downs in those scenarios so I think that it might be one of those that is going to be game dependent a little bit uh, and I I mean I know I'm putting a lot on there I that's that's a hope more than it's a it's an I actually believe Andy's going to do that but I could see him doing that and I could see that being the reason why they kept Ronald Jones throughout all of this because we know he's not paying on passing downs so you got to have certain scenarios where you feel comfortable with him running the ball. Maybe it's just a situational thing depending on who they're playing. I think I I might be reading too much into it, but I think the Chiefs go ahead and giving that final preseason game and giving Ronald Jones a bunch of gap schemed carries tells you that there might be a little bit of a plan to go that way once the regular season starts or at least there is matchups whether it's against you know certain three four teams or certain defensive fronts where they like that game plan i think if that's the case ronald jones does get active and i mean i'm starting to lean maybe it is over 50 percent of the weeks that he's active because he did look good on those it he ran really well really good. you could yeah you could tell that andy and bnme like were they enjoyed how he played those out i think that that might tell you something if they go that route. Now, if we get to week three and the Chiefs are still just trying to RPO everybody to death and run inside and outside zone, there's zero reason for Ronald Jones to ever be active. Those aren't his runs. I don't get the need for him on those. So like, I think it kind of depends on the route they go. I right now I'm going to choose to be an optimist and they are going to run more gap stuff, more power stuff. And I think Ronald Jones makes some sense there. This is how we get our hearts broken again, Maddie. This is exactly how we get our hearts broken. All right, Mike Denny, 
who is more likely to try and build a Mahomes-like deal with their team, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Two of the cheapest franchises in NFL. <laughs> nice. Um, I guess the Bengals, because they haven't had somebody of that level in ever. Um, the Chargers, I know Chiefs fans love to hate Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. He's Very really, good really good. And he got paid a lot of money, but it was never a Patrick Mahomes type of deal. They did just kind of do this similar type thing. Herbert will always get a lot of money. I just don't know if it'll be like the Mahomes in terms of length. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, this hometown, we pay nobody. We are this small, tiny organization is more likely to try to lock up old Joe Cool forever. And I mean, you can already see they've, they've hard branded around Joe Burrow oh, and his yeah. personality. There's a lot there. Herbert, I think, is really good. He's better. But I don't know if they've really gone around branding around his personality yet and, you know, for the Chargers. And like, not, does anybody care about the Chargers? I don't know. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati has diehard fans. I mean, they, they really do. And that's going to be the face of their franchise for the next decade, as long as he's healthy. And they're doing a good job of trying to build things around him to protect him a little bit better. If he has another season, a good season next year, yeah, you you lock him in as long as you can. Absolutely as long as you can. I think that he might be the kind of guy that is cool with that. And, you know, not that Justin Herbert wouldn't be cool with all of that stuff. It just feels like the dynamics between the Chargers, the way that they handle things, and Justin Herbert is just going to want to be top of the market. And he should be. Don't get me wrong. He should absolutely be at the top of the market. But just feels like one of those things where it'll be like more – It'll be a five-year deal that's closer to a three-year deal, whereas I could see maybe Joe Burrow signing like a seven- or eight-year deal that looks closer to a seven- or eight-year deal. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Maddie there. All right, Lee87 asks, what would you say are your top three accomplishments in your life so far and three things that you want to add to that list in your life? Man. Um... That's tough because I didn't I didn't think about this too terribly much here. Um, yeah, obviously, being a father, being a mm -hmm. you know a loving husband, you know, getting did you know develop things with my friend. I mean, that this is a major accomplishment in my life that I I love that I get to do this with you guys. Like it, it it's awesome. Like I. I, I mean, those are probably three things right there. I know those are cheesy, but like that's it's it's the truth. Those are the things that come to mind first. But uh, Matt, Maddie, how about, how about you, man? You know, th those are kind of the same with me. Like, I mean, meeting a finding a significant other that I think makes me a much better person has helped me grow so much in my life. Uh, being a father to two wonderful children right now that, you know, are, I love the way they're growing up and getting to be there and be part of their life and bring that to them. And then, yeah, it's kind of cheesy. And like, I hate to completely piggyback off a of Craig, but this is kind of like what it is to me. Like, this is what matters the most to me is I get to spend, you know, my profession, a lot of my professional career here doing something I love watching football and talking to people about football with a group of people that I love and enjoy. And those are some of my best friends. So that, that's awesome. Not everybody gets to say that, like, you know, they get paid to hang out with their friends and partake in a hobby. So, like, that's really, really cool. 
stuff I want to do. I mean, like it's still a lot of kind of corny stuff. Like I would like to continue to see KCS and grow. I think it's really cool that we are, you guys are helping us with this. I mean, you guys are the reason this works, but getting to grow something, start a company with your friends about something you love and watch it grow. And just so much of the cool stuff that's sitting there in the pipeline that we got coming your guys way is on there. I, if I ever got the chance, would love to climb Mount Everest. I would love to go to the top. I'm not afraid of how many people die. I would try it. I would do it. It's it is it's on the bucket list. It'll probably never happen. Like I don't know if I will ever actually go through with getting out there, but it's on the list. And one other thing I want to accomplish: convincing Kent Swanson to play me in basketball so we can put an end to this long running. It's not even a debate. Just we can put an end to this once and for all. See what's gonna happen is I'm I'm just gonna walk around with a basketball goal the entire time that you're around the next time and that that's gonna be what it is you can just dunk on him repeatedly with, with the basketball goal plus you can come hike Long's Peak with me in Colorado it's a 14 it's not an Everest but like it, it's a natural progression through that, that, that that's one of we bring the basketball goal to the top and dunk on Kent there oh yes Kent you think Kent Kent ain't getting to the top, to the top I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon W says KCSM became the Monstars. Which NBA player would you steal abilities from? I mean, LeBron, like that's easy. <laughs> I think that's a pretty simple one, right? Yeah. You can, I mean, like you're going to be, God, what, like 40 years old right now and still just like, I mean, you're not like the best player in the NBA anymore, but you're not that far removed. I was going to say, and you're you're in the top tier. Yeah. You're a freight train 24 7. I mean, <laughs> um, Giannis is up there, I think, because he does. I mean, mm. he, the f- Greek freak is very realistic. Like he is a freakish athlete. So like even beyond being basketball, that's a good one. Um, purely like, you know, on the basketball court, um, I love Anthony Edwards game. So like, you know, that'd be a fun one, but that's not how I play. So I don't necessarily resonate to try to play like that. Uh, Jimmy Butler would be another one. I just like watching him play and I like the, the, tenacity, I guess. Like, you know, there's, there's some guys, but I mean, I think LeBron's the right answer here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Zach's Minorax. What kind of a toast do you think Brett Veach and Clark Hunt right. every time, <laughs> every time another quarterback signs a mega deal? I mean, I, it, every time it happens, we always say it, but it, it's true. Like, I think he's, he's what, seventh and A or fifth and AAV right now, annual average value. And, Justin Herbert and Lamar are getting paid next year. Um, you got Joe Burrow coming behind that as well. He could theoretically be outside of the top seven quarterbacks and annual contract value next year. Like, I mean, my goodness. Like, the, 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 at this point, uh, and you got him locked up for like another eight, nine years. Like, good. Uh, I mean, they they have to be just over the moon with the fact that they were able to get this done. And I am over the moon that Patrick Mahomes has so many endorsement deals that are going to prevent him from being like, yo, let's put me back at number one now, please. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's just like, I'm sure, I bet they don't talk about it. I bet there is no toast. I bet they literally, as soon as they read that, they run as far away from each other as they possibly can because they don't want to happen to be caught in the same room with each other when this happens like by by Patrick or somebody who's like, Hey, let's get a new deal going. Look at this. Like that. No, no, no. They, they hide from everybody when they see this happen because they know what kind of deal they have. Fish asks, I haven't seen much about Matt Nagy through the off season, but besides his press conference, 
How much of an impact do you think he's had on some of the changes the Chiefs offense is making so far, Maddie? Hopefully none, because the Chicago Bears offense was really, really bad. Let's rewind back to what he did in Kansas City before that. How about that? I don't know. I think there's a reason that you haven't seen much Matt Nagy. I think, for lack of a better phrase, I think he's kind of hiding out from the dumpster fire that was Chicago. I think he is trying to not be super public. I think he is trying not to be out in the front of everything. And, I mean, like, after all, he is a QB coach, right? Like, how often do you really anticipate hearing from your quarterback's coach? He's just a high-profile one right now. Um, So... I don't know. I don't know what kind of impact he's going to have. I don't know how much is there. I am hoping that it's going to really, you know, get to more play action passing. I'm hoping it's going to get to Mahomes. So this is my, this is the thing I get torn with. And I guess as a side rant, when Patrick Mahomes came out in a recent, I think it was with the ringer. Um, he talked about how in that Cincinnati Bengals second half, it wasn't that they did anything different. They were calling the same plays that were working. He said, he just started playing safe. He started doing what Chiefs fans want him to do, taking these checkdowns and doing, never trying to push the ball downfield. He was just always trying to take what was there and play it safe. And it was kind of throwing off his game and the rhythm. And like, so like on one hand, you almost want to come in and say, hey, I want Matt Nagy to come in and help Patrick not always try to push the ball downfield because we know that's an issue. But on the other, when they've played their worst football, I think it's when you've had Patrick Mahomes purposely trying to play scared, trying to play safe. I don't know if that's what you want. So like, if that's what Matt Nagy's doing, I don't know if I'm happy about it. So, like, I don't know what his impact is going to be on this team right now. If he's not designing the play-action game that was a lot better when he was in Kansas City, I don't know what I'm necessarily banging the drum for him to get to do, which is why they should have hired Liam Cohen anyway. I'm wondering if we're going to see Matt Nagy's true influence about week eight, week nine. Seems like, you know... Andy's going to start hot. I don't want that to change. Let Andy do his thing at the beginning of the season. And being me, I don't want to discredit anything that he brings to the table either. You know, those two guys know how to start hot. There just always seems to be a little bit of a lull. And if there's going to be a lull, have Matt Nagy step in. Have him be another voice in the room to adjust, bring things together while Andy and BNME or BNME or just Andy or whoever it is is kind of shoring up things in the back part of the year leading up to the playoffs. Maybe it'll just add a little more consistency to the room a little bit, you know, small tweaks throughout the season. I don't know that we're going to see drastic ones. So uh, I'd be curious. I mean, man, fun year because I have no idea. I I really do have no idea. And tip and for the past several years, we've had a pretty clear defined idea (laughs) of how things are going to go. So yeah, interesting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tucker's Burner account asks, what's the best pie? Key lime. Period. Ooh, key lime pie is pretty good. Am I going to have anything to push back with? I See, don't you, think you can't. so. It's it's like literally like one of the only desserts that I will eat. And so, okay. yeah. <clears throat> okay. I get it. I agree. I will counter. It's basic, but sure. it doesn't matter. A really good apple pie, hot apple pie with a scoop of ice cream on it. You get the cold, you get the hot mixing. You have someone that knows how to get a good crust on there. They have the right blend of spices and cinnamon and those apple pie. Whew, I don't know. It's, it's tough to beat. Here's the thing. I didn't like pies when I was a kid. I didn't, I, I didn't like the texture of like warm fruit. It just wasn't for me. I didn't like it for a long time as a kid. I don't know what age it just, I decided like, okay, I'm going to give pie a try again. I tried some kind of fruit pie. I, I don't think it was cherry, uh, maybe blackberry or something. I was like, uh-oh, we are we are in trouble. Cheesecake is now going to get its run for its money for like the best dessert. A good warm pie with some cold ice cream is it's top tier dessert. Hmm. JL asks, what was your first I'm getting old <laughs> moment, Matt? Never hey, Matt. had one. Not old. I'm a youth. Pliable, yeah, <laughs> quick, fast, Pliable. flexible, <laughs> all of the above. That is me. Will never get old. Uh, I, I, I think it, I, I feel like I've always been old. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like my body's been breaking down forever. So, uh, always yeah i don't know playing sports or something like that and having like a knee injury that just wouldn't go away like one of those where you wake up in the morning you're like what happened oh that's right i sat wrong and now my knee hurts how does that work but it, it does i i do everyone um having to like put energy or effort in for me to like to, to, to dunk a basketball like i mm. actually have to think and like plan a step my steps and like think about reaching and dunking and like i can't just like walk up and do it whenever i want like i have to actually be like actively thinking about it i can't just be done with a leg day the day before with super sore legs or something like just the inability to dunk anytime i want is definitely up there because i tried to like show off for my daughter the other day when i did it and mm -hmm. like it was like stuffed on the side of the rim and i was like uh oh so like i of <laughs> course like had to make sure i could still do it and i could but I have to pay attention now. And I'm like, yikes, this is, you, this is a problem. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta get your springs back in your legs. That way we can have two people on our three on three team that can dunk for this Casey sports, you know, three on three. Love how much, how much everybody Listen, wants to talk about it. And I'm just looking at the length on this team and I'm going, good luck. Have fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of five foot, uh, five foot nine people out here thinking they're gonna. Okay, never mind. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not gonna trash our fellow friends in the KC media world, but all of you listening, clip this right here. I'm in Kansas City, October 14th through October 17th, and is an open invitation three on three basketball tournament. Anybody that wants a shot at the KCSN team, let us know. Clip this, send this to anybody you guys want to. October 14th through 17th open invite tourney on a street court i am i am in for one play for certain i got one in me <laughs> that's all we'll need to win really <laughs> all right casey from casey what aspects of the defense are ahead of schedule from your viewpoint are there any aspects 
behind. I, the secondary is way ahead of schedule in my mind. I mean, with all those rookies, young players, new players, I figured that this team was going to have a lot of discrepancies, a lot of blown coverages, a lot of things like that with the first team. I mean, we saw some of the second team. That's to be expected. But with the first team, I expected there was going to be a lot of aspects that weren't up to speed in the secondary. But they they look good. They look way ahead of what I thought the schedule was going to be. And then behind, I don't I don't know that I have a behind. I I don't know. It's like all depth stuff. And I every everything's a little further along than I thought, but maybe maybe that speaks to the bar that I had kind of said anything. Do you have a something behind, Manny? Okay. Um, so what is ahead is a linebacker group. I think Nick Bowles oh, yeah. actually hit the ground running pretty well in terms of being a Mike, and he always looked better himself when playing Mike than he did when he was playing Will last year. But it seems like everyone's playing off of him better. And then Willie Gay looks like he is on the verge of making that jump we all want him to make. And Leo Chanel's role is limited right now that we've seen, but he's good at it. And Elijah Lee is competent in his role. And he's a better third linebacker, an equal third linebacker to what they've had before. Mm-hmm. So I think the linebacker group, despite being some younger or some newer guys, I think is ahead of schedule. I'm with Craig. I don't know if I have a behind schedule. I guess like my biggest concern, I still don't love how these Chiefs corners play the ball in the air. Like that's still something they haven't yeah. fixed. Adding in Trent McDuffie, a smaller, stubbier, shorter-limbed corner probably doesn't help that. It's like it's a very specific thing, but I don't see why a team would not challenge Rashad Fenton and Jerry Sneed and Trent McDuffie on YOLO balls all year long. I don't know if Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill have done enough at the NFL level to deter teams to think that they are going to outrange the throw and go make plays on a lot of passes. So like it's just... You know, I'm a little worried about the vertical pass attack, no matter how good the coverage is, because that's been a weakness for the Chiefs team for a while. All right, Andy Nagel asks, what new player, rookie or free agent on both sides of the ball will be the MVP of new players? On offense, I'm going Juju. On defense, I'm going Justin Reed. I'm going Justin Reed. I, I I know we've been we've showered praise on him. I'm seeing a lot of national media guys that are showering praise on him as well. It seems like everybody's kind of course correcting a little bit. There was a lot of, oh, what are they going to do without Tyron Matthew? Yeah, they signed Reed, but what are they going to do without Matthew? And then I think people went and watched more Justin Reed and went, oh, okay, that's what they're going to do without Tyron Matthew. So yeah, I, I think Justin Reed will be that guy on the defense. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, like it's hard to argue against that when you're looking at this team. I mean, like I guess. I think George Karloff, this being great, maybe means a little bit more than Justin Reed being great. Like we've seen this defense with great safety play and Reed will do it differently than Tyron Matthew, but we've still seen kind of the end result of a great player there. We haven't seen what this particular defense looks like if they have a great defensive end, specifically another one to pair with Chris Jones and across from Frank Clark. So if you get a Nick Bosa level rookie performance out mm. of George Carl office, which is not expected. But if you get mm-hmm. that level, I, you know, there's I mean, like, that clearly matters. Right. And like, so I think that would probably mean more than what Justin Reed would mean more. If you got to that point. Rugby Fox. Now that we have the initial 53, what are the biggest weaknesses of the offense and defense in your eyes? Matty, I'll let you take this one first. Still the offensive line. I Andrew Wiley has done nothing but disappoint me. Um, I think I accidentally got my hopes up too high when I heard him talk about how he finally got to spend an offseason just training at tackle and not at both. And I'm like, oh, 
you were fine last year. You were, you know, 64 tackles starting the NFL. You were probably around 50th, maybe a little bit lower, but like you weren't the worst, but you were still like in the middle of the pack of the second tackle starting for teams. I thought having a whole year off just to play tackle, it would look better than it has. Don't love what I've seen. Still the right tackle is a concern. The Chiefs offensive line has this weird issue where one guy seems to lose too frequently, whether it's Trey Smith, whether it's Creed. Tooney doesn't really lose. Um, Orlando Brown Jr., one of these guys is just losing too often. So then when you have a glaring weakness, like what Wiley's look like to me, and then you have three other guys that are losing, you know, one out of every six plays, it just gets a little bit worrisome. So offensively, I think my biggest worry is still the offensive line. Defensively, it's just communication. It's not a position, just communication. What's it going to look like when real bullets start flying and Steve Spagnuolo is not handpicking specific plays they worked on all week long and it becomes everything? What's that communication look like? Yeah, and defense is still the, the pass rush. It's got to get home. The pass rush last year with four was terrible. Now, Steve Spagnuolo did a good job of fabricating that and their pressure rate was very high for the season and he can still do that. But that man wants to win with four especially with rookie corners and rookie, you know, safeties and new players in the secondary that, that helps with the communication when you can drop that many guys into coverage. So it's the pass rush until, until I see it happen in a regular season game, I'm, I'm going to be skeptical of all of that. So, and then on offense, I, I was going to say tackle, but I'll say running back. Um, I, I, they don't have a guy that, that I trust to to carry the load all three downs and they don't have a guy that can be a little bit more of a workhorse and they don't have a guy that i don't i don't see teams scared of anybody in this backfield and that's one of the reasons why teams are so comfortable playing too high you know they're, they're not terrified of, of you know not just andy reed or patrick mahomes not handing the ball off because they're running rpos all the time and throwing the ball all over the yard but also because they don't have a guy that when they do hand it off into light boxes is going to make teams pay as much as you know, somebody else might. So uh, they brought in a lot of guys. There's a healthy rotation. It's not a bad approach by any means, but if I had to pick a spot, that's a spot that I'd like a guy to be a little more solid than it is right now. All right. Brennan McNichol says he's a new girl dad here. What is the most recommended outing slash hike slash fun event? that you've had with your daughter. Um, and Maddie, this, this goes for you as well. We both have uh, both have daughters about the same age. Um, we, we do a lot of hiking in my family. We go to Colorado every single year. Um, my daughter loves to hike, love hiking with her, going to the zoo, love playing in the park, just love hanging out with her when, when she colors, when she does all that stuff. As you know, it, it's not even a girl thing. It's an any kid thing. Just, be present. Just be a part of it and try new things, try new experiences. And then when they latch on to something, help cultivate that. Like that's that's the part that's most important about all of it. it. As fun as it is to have her want to go hiking with me because I I love to do that. Like I also, you know, you, you want to do things that they love to do as well and try and cultivate that and grow that and help them advance as human beings because that's the most important thing of all. Yeah, all those things. I think I mean, that that's the crux of it. Like just some other specifics that we've done. Uh, my daughter loves, we started recently doing horseback riding and she absolutely loves it. And it's really fun to just watch her and how excited she gets to get to go do that. So that's one of them. I 
you know, I wish I knew how to ride. Not, I'm not scared to do it or anything, but like if I knew how to ride before in my life and I wasn't, wouldn't have to be learning right now to get to do that with her, I think would be, you know, a lot of fun. Um, don't be scared just because it is, you know, you have a girl and you are a you know girl dad. Don't be scared to introduce her to things that you like to do that you might not think traditionally of as a girl thing. If you want to go to a football game, we know she's a little bit older and, you know, teach her about the sport or watch it or whatever, at least invite her to do it. Give her the option because she might like it. And that time where she's asking you questions and you're getting to explain something that you care about, she will pick up on it. It's like, just, you know, don't get stuck in like traditional ideas of what can or can't be for certain people is regardless of what it is. Spending time is the key. And yeah, I just see too many people, I think, try to force it to be only girl stuff or only boy stuff for certain people. No, just open it up. And if they don't like it, don't make them do it. If they do like it, keep doing it regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And when they show interest in podcasting, tell them no. <laughs> no. yeah when you get asked to help them make a youtube video like their favorite youtube toy playing person be like uh no nah, we don't have a we don't have a camera yeah <laughs> but dad you record something nah, nope. no no False. no no, no. <laughs> just undo everything we just said all the positive stuff there all right positive and toasty how many days without showering would you be okay with man okay with is tough because i when when you have small children and you're not sleeping especially as much as as little as our second kid did like you just become okay with a lot of things like <laughs> you know, ideally i like to shower every day that does not happen and so i uh, you know like it, it, it's tough maybe maybe three days by that point i'm just like man i gotta i gotta do something about this i i, I don't know maddie i'm 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 a daily shower if i can get away with it one one max i i don't get into bed dirty i don't i'm a nice oh, shower can't i have done this that's right um but like okay so like i think it depends on what you do if if you get to stay in air conditioning and you never you don't sweat all day and you don't like do anything to get dirty and you maybe want to go a couple days like fine whatever i've never done that i legitimately just have never been in that situation so i don't know between working out and then like having being out on the farm and then having like kids there's just i'm constantly covered in just disgust and i do not want to get into bed with that disgust on me so no like one day less than no more than 24 hours i'm, I'm getting in the shower i'm gonna do it i will go hose off with the garden hose even if it's the winter <laughs> like i will do something i just i know right, i like this question a lot mike denny asks if every team loses all of their starters in the nfl how does the AFC West shake out this season? Basically, you're testing your depth there. Um, I've looked at some of these. Um, I actually like the, and I know this is going to sound very homerish. I actually like the Chiefs' depth, the youth there, and their ability to do stuff. Like, I trust Chad Henney over some of the other backups in in the league there and in the division. You know, it gets pretty sparse in a hurry, especially like the Broncos. The Raiders, like they they get super sparse in a hurry. The Chargers at least have some guys on paper, but even then, I don't I don't trust them to consistently put it together. Well, the we, Chargers like are used to playing those backups are very. Th that's true. They are used to playing those backups, but like we saw what Brandon Staley did with not his guys on defense. Now all of a sudden, you're putting super not his guys on defense. Like I trust Spagnolo to get more adapt the scheme and get more out of his guys than Staley does playing, you know, his, his Fangio style defense with people that aren't 
the guys that need to play. So I, well, I don't know. I, I just quickly perused the backup quarterback. So I was just going to go with the best quarterback and chase Daniel is on the chargers. So, I mean, look out, look out chiefs, buddy, but uh, yeah. the chiefs do can't do something Two QB offense because they're keeping a third for absolutely no gosh, darn reason. And Shane Buchel, Shane Buchel so. is running the ball. That's what's happening. Shane Buchel is running the ball. Jody Fortson, 10 TD season. Easy. 10 TD season. Sky Moore, Justin Watson, racking up stuff. Like, I can see this offense still being semi-functional. <laughs> I can. I really can. All right. Um, Chiefs fan Tyler, who do you think is the first person called up from the practice squad after Elijah Lee? Excluding Elijah Lee. Danny Shelton. He's not think so? Squad, is he? I, I think, yeah, I think he did make the practice squad. Yeah. I think he's going to um, No, no, I think it'll be him um, before this. Act. I mean, like, if we're playing the numbers, there's only one injury in which then they have to have True. Danny Shelton. They have to. A lot of other guys, you don't have to call them up with just a singular injury. On top of that, I don't know if I anticipate Kando and Herring both sticking on the 53 for a long period of time or one of them not going to the IR. I think that opens up a spot. I think Danny Shelton. I mean, you can make a case for Stallworth, I guess, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Shelton right now. I was gonna say Stallworth. Stallworth was gonna be my guy. I think that I think they're committing to more of a penetrative defensive line this year because they got Derek Nani and then a bunch of guys that are best shooting singular gaps. So with Taylor Stallworth. So um, you know, if one of those guys like Colin Saunders gets dinged up or, you know, Turk Wharton gets dinged up. Taylor Stallworth is a natural guy to just kind of step in and play kind of the same way. So I was going to pick him. All right. Uh, uh, let's see here. Leighton Y44. Would you have done something different with the practice squad if you were in charge, Maddie? Yes. Um, sit back and get ready for this. I would never put more than like two of my own players that I didn't think were good enough for my 53-man roster on my practice squad. Two, three guys tops. Two to three guys that I call up an emergency because they know what they're doing for my team. They're, I'm getting all other guys for my practice squad because these guys weren't good enough. Like, look at the Chiefs. Look at any team's final three roster spots. Those guys aren't good football players. They're bad football players like, for the NFL standards. They're bad football players. That's why their roster spots 50 through 53. You're saying that my practice squad wasn't even good enough to take their jobs. Why would I want my same guys that I said weren't good enough to take those jobs? I would go get 14 or 13, 12, 13, 14 people from other teams, see what they look like in my system with my coaching in person to see if they are better than those three guys final on my roster spot. I'll keep a couple guys around, maybe an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, and a secondary player or something, guys that might know the system if there's an injury and need to jump in. But that's it. The rest of them are just new blood because these other guys that weren't good enough, what use do I have for them? I mean, I know the scheme. You've invested some time. I uh, there, There's the argument there, but be better. Um, what I what I would have <laughs> done different, um, being as into the draft as we are, I have a lot of favorite players that are just kind of floating around after cutdowns, and I would just collect all of them, <laughs> as many of them as possible. I'd just be like, well, yes, I... I will have an Ali Fayad and a Garrett Prince and these guys like that. Just try and bring in new blood. It, it would be largely rookies coming in to do that. Now I realize that's probably not the best way to do it because if you got to count on those guys, you're like, oh, well, that didn't work out, and then you're then you're in trouble. But I, 
I don't know. I, I would take more swings on more guys that maybe I liked as, you know, day three guys or UDFA guys, try and bring them in to get a look at them. I'd use it as kind of like a secondary draft process rather than like, like Maddie was saying there, rather than keeping a bunch of guys that you picked out on your initial 90. And then you're just like, well, we, we like them kind of, and then just keeping them on the practice squad there. So, all right. Final question here. Arguably the most important of of the day here from the big institution's biggest fan. Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle, Matty? I have strong feelings on this, so it's going to be interesting. Okay. Squirtle every single time. Okay. You got a reason oh, behind no. that? You're just a water type fan? Well, okay. Let's let's break it down. One's a plant, so no. Um, like let's just start. Let's rip off there. He's a plant. He's just a plant. Uh, the other one's a turtle that grows into a turtle with guns. Like that's pretty cool. And so we're talking about, oh, it's a dragon versus a turtle with guns. Well, guess what puts out fire? Turtle with guns. Um, that and anybody like my age watched the Pokemon cartoon like on on TV when it came around, and like uh, Squirtle in that was funny. Like, he's a funny little character, just the Squirtle gang with the sunglasses and all the cool, cool, cool stuff. It was, you know, it was a cool little thing as a kid. But um, I think I, I played the game on my Game Boy before the show, before I saw the show, before the show came out. I picked Squirtle then. I would always pick Squirtle every single time. So, uh, yeah, Squirtle. Well, Maddie was wrong yet again. It's clearly Bulbasaur. That's going to do it for 21 questions brought to you by Macadoodles. Thank you so much. Chubby for Lizard. Here. Stay tuned. We got game week coming up next week. We'll be back next Monday with a live KC Lab at 8 o'clock Central Time. Until then. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.